Wave here in the Unirac booth at Solar Power International 2015. I'm Kelly Pickerel, Associate Editor of Solar Power World, and with me today is John Jung. He is CEO of Greensmith, a manufacturer of energy storage software and other energy storage technologies. So thanks for joining us today, John. Thanks very much for having me, Kelly. Awesome. Well, I thought we'd start with, you could give me a description of Greensmith, what you guys do, and who you work with. Yeah, Greensmith is a provider of energy storage technology, and we really specialize in the software. Um, but a lot of people know us uh, from last year, of having deployed over one-third of the total U.S. energy storage systems uh, in 2014. Um, and so, you know, I think that was a bit of a coming out party for us where people, but we really have uh, spent uh, the greater part of the last seven years uh, developing and enhancing, um, you know, what we believe to be uh, the leading software solution when it comes to maximizing uh, energy storage applications using a myriad of battery technologies that are suitable. So we are truly battery agnostic, and we have been since our founding. Uh, it's become fashionable to say battery agnosticism, but we've already integrated 14 different batteries and uh, delivered about 50 systems to 25 power companies around the world. So um, we're going through a very exciting period of growth, uh, along with the growth of the energy storage industry, of course. So are you mainly working with the larger customers, utility scale type of things? Yeah, I think uh, you could probably um, identify three customer segments that we serve. Uh, we really cut our teeth in terms of technology credibility uh, with the uh, electric utilities, uh, the IOUs. And so they really serve to not only take advantage of the technology, but give us a lot of uh, input and, and feedback. Uh, with the advent of uh, mandates such as AB2514 and other positive development, developments related to energy storage, we're also serving a growing number of independent power producers, some of whom are the biggest uh, deployers of solar, uh, which is why SBI is such an important conference for us to be at, uh, and we have a booth uh, here as well. Uh, so that's a growing uh, you know, set of customers that are almost establishing PPA-type agreements using energy storage as an asset instead of you know, wind and solar. The third category is a bit more eclectic. It's really more, I would say, customer-sided or behind-the-meter customers that uh, may sort of manage the, uh, you know, the climate control systems of, of uh, you know, campuses, hospitals, schools, etc. So-called commercial industrial behind-the-meter. And, uh, you know, whether it's demand charge management or it's actually participating in wholesale markets, uh, they're also a growing uh, set of customers that are looking to take advantage of energy storage technology. So we we serve a variety of different customers on both sides of the meter. Okay. So how does energy storage really differ between grid scale and maybe home energy installations? How How is that different? Sure. Well, let me start by saying there are a lot of things that aren't different about the two. They both rely upon proven economical and high-performance battery technologies. Hey there. Um, <laughs> Um, they both uh, take advantage of some of the same software-based applications to capture value. The difference are, are twofold, really. You know, one is um, the scale. Um, I mean, we've done systems as large as 20 megawatts, and if you think about a five, you know, five kilowatt system, that's 4,000 systems, you know, c compared to one. Um, hey there. Um, the, the other difference is that as you get closer to the residences and you get closer to commercial industrial, uh, you have fleets of energy storage systems that oftentimes need to be aggregated and uh, optimized as a polynomial group 
as opposed to single deployment of energy storage systems. So, um, you know, fleet control and aggregation is, is a new feature and functionality set that we just released to the market. And so uh, we pride ourselves on not only deploying some of the largest systems in the world, but some of the smaller systems that all need to be uh, aggregated in fleets to, to be optimized as a group of energy storage systems. Perhaps using different battery technologies, solving different problems, but all needing to be enacted as a single block of energy storage. Okay. So does the energy storage market does it need to really work with solar to be more successful? Are those two industries, are they, do they really complement each other? Oh yeah, the short answer to that question is unequivocally. I think both the indirect and direct effects of all intermittent resources, including solar, but also wind, have really been a boon for the energy storage industry. Let me just give you two examples of that. Um, I think one of the goals of intermittent resources that are uh, dependent on when the wind blows and when the sun is up is to make, um, I would say, intermittent resources become more like base load generators. And the way you can do that sometimes is by shifting when those electrons are not only available but when they're used. And energy storage is a good, good way to accomplish that. The other example is that when you think about placing a lot of renewable generation, at, especially the distributed edges of the grid, there's a lot of constraints there related to power quality and capacity. So one of the great things that are probably um, more important beyond the peak shifting opportunity is the ability of energy storage to mute or mitigate some of the power quality effects of intermittent resources on the grid. And the benefit means, the, the benefits include you can actually locate more renewable resources at those uh, you know, locations. And secondly, instead of having to upgrade, for instance, distribution feeders, you can defer that investment and continue to take advantage of the growing penetration of solar in particular. So that and a myriad of other applications allows uh, both energy storage and solar to really be brother and sister when it comes to you know, uh, creating a, a much better way of not only generating, but also making maximum use of the electricity that's being, uh, being derived. So what are the challenges with energy storage today and what could be improved for the future? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably cite three challenges. You know, one is um, a lot of people look at energy storage and batteries as being uh, very similar to, you know, solar and wind. And it actually is very, very different. Okay. Uh, first off, from an industry maturity standpoint, it's probably about 15 years behind wind and solar. Uh, wind and solar has been at it for a much longer period of time. Uh, secondly, I think energy storage is perhaps one of, the, one of the most versatile appliances that grid operators on both sides of the meter have in order to improve uh, the grid, uh, make it more reliable, uh, and again, make better use of the electricity that's generated by renewable sources as well. So, uh, you know, that, that is another difference in that you have a programmable um, computing asset that can solve a myriad of different issues on the grid as opposed to the dedicated um, you know, sort of benefits associated with our renewable generation as well. Uh, and then uh, the third thing is, um, you know, I think uh, if, if I think about, you know, grid 2.0, uh, and it's like one of those words like microgrid, if you ask four people what it is, you'll get four different answers. Right. But I think one of the common things that people talk about related to both microgrid and grid 2.0 is that it'll be more intelligent, it'll be more uh, distributed, and it'll essentially make better use out of resources that already exist today. And uh, that's what really gets Greensmith excited. I mean, we, 
We were, I guess, uh, the 107th fastest growing company in the United States mm. and number one in the energy storage space. So that's because it has to be a business at the end of the day. It can't just be, you know, pilots and technology. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, all this is really about um, being part of, you know, establishing the next generation grid that, you know, again, doesn't necessarily generate its way out of issues or always has to invest in huge infrastructure, but takes the existing assets that are there and just makes them perform better. Okay, great. Well, I want to thank John for joining us today at Solar Speaks Live in the Unirac booth at Solar Power International. And be sure to stop by for some more interviews. Thanks. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, John.